Hey, Andrew. Hey, hey Michael. Yes, Sam? Yeah. Uh, I, I, have some, I have some news for you. What is it? I, I know Kung Fu. Show me. <laughs> can you can you can you just can you uh show me could you maybe uh, show, yeah, me, uh, show me a little bit of that kung fu this audio medium kung fu it's, it's so <laughs> stunning oh he's beating me up i feel it <laughs> take that you move like they do oh and this and How another are you doing one? that well, I know something funny when you said, I know Kung Fu, yeah. your screen just paused. So you were just stuck making that face for a, <laughs> for a while. <laughs> no Kung Fu. Um, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Everyone outside and in between. Well, welcome come back. 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 Oh, we, oh, I forgot. We we're doing a singing bit now. I forgot about Wait. That. I'm sorry. That's my fault. I hear another voice. What is this? Who 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 hacked the mainframe? <laughs> I mean, hacked the planet. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm Michael. Hi, that's that's, that's Michael. Uh, my name is Sam Bannigan, and I'm Andrew Thomas. I'm Michael Cameron Vetch, or Hell all yeah. three of my names. <laughs> oh, oh yes, please give me give me all three. Got a Hell MC yeah. Vetch up in here. Hi. Ooh. Those are oh, just baby. my initials. <laughs> MC MC Vetch. <laughs> Thank you all for uh, coming to this event. Uh, to start things off, we'll. Uh... <laughs> Amazing. Wow. Uh, I'm derailing very early. This is going to oh, be good. <laughs> this is going to be great. This is what uh, we do every week. It's very true. <laughs> Man, you should have you should have listened to our contagion episode. <laughs> Since quarantine, we have no tracks. There's nowhere to yeah. derail. Yeah, it's just a train on a hill, and who knows what's happening. Back uh, to the Future Three is. That... I think that's it. Yeah, uh, the flying train. Uh, how how are you doing, Michael? Welcome, welcome to the podcast. Oh, I'm doing I'm doing pretty good. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Have you had a, any any exciting things from this past week of your life? Oh, uh, as exciting as uh, finally your nursing school gets. <laughs> Hell yeah! Woo! I hooked up an IV to a mannequin. It was great. Ooh, baby. Ooh, yes. yes. <laughs> how how do you how do you enjoy nursing? Just especially these days and age. Uh, there's definitely a lot more to consider in the world right now with that, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm loving all the stuff that I get to learn and the, the opportunities that I get with it. So I'm excited to, to get out of school and into, into the workplace for it, actually. Yeah. Final year. Yeah. That's amazing. It's incredible. Ooh. Uh, how do this, you guys know it, each other? Uh, we were, we met at the Citadel, right? We started working there together. Yeah. That was, that was the first time we met. Yeah. Yeah box office days and then yeah we, we've wait. done we've done shows yes now since then we've done shows together and and hung out and done all this stuff we're in the same improv company and yeah, yeah. all that fun yeah. stuff um you know like you do with people yeah you know how it, how it goes um 
But yeah, so me and Michael have been pals for for a good long time at this point. Fucking what, six years? Oh god, probably something six like that. Six years we met it. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been shit. Yeah. Oh boy. Ooh, oh boysy. Oh, I didn't ask. Is language language a thing on? Oh, uh, you, uh, I swear all the time. Andrew doesn't want to swear. Okay, so I'm you can do. By I've 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 yeah. dropped my one. I, <laughs> I got it swear. out of the way. <laughs> you can Here. swear as much as you want. This podcast still has the explicit tag. Duty. Oh, uh, oh ooh, shit. Ooh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> it's actually in Sam's. It's actually in Sam's contract. Every time he swears, he has to give me a nickel. So that's the thing. I'll I'll, yeah. I'll say three cents for you since you're new. But yeah, yeah. Damn. If I, you ever I, if you ever come back, it's I'm bringing it up to a nickel. Full nickel. That's that's only fair for the swear yeah. jaw clause. I, and it's, I get and, that. And, and Michael, it's an American nickel, so it's like eight cents. Oh oh god, the exchange. <laughs> oh, it's pain. It's painful, man. Do they still uh, have pennies in the states? They do. Yeah. Wow. Speaking of painful. You, you know when he takes the thing out of his neck every time, I'm like, ooh, ooh. the Matrix, or the, uh, when the when the thing goes into his belly button. Oh, spoilers out the gate. Oh, it's sorry. A, it's no, you are more than good. It's a 20 year old movie, and it's one of the most famous films of all time, The Matrix. But Andrew will still say he'll still say spoilers no matter what. Doesn't matter. <laughs> He said spoilers for 2001, A Space Odyssey. Dang, that came out in 2001. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, we all saw them, right? We all watched The Matrix. I watched oh, yeah. the first one. I didn't watch the other two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like you haven't watched them ever, or like no, I've not seen. I saw them when okay. I was. I saw them when I was young, and uh, mm-hmm. I just didn't watch them this weekend for this episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah, so what? What did we think? How did it? How was it the first time we all watched The Matrix? Actually, we're in that age group. We all have a special time where we first saw The Matrix. Oh a yeah, bit too young. Oh uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> we're we're of that age group. So, uh, Michael, if you want to start off, what, what, what yeah, were you I, thinking? I think even in with the, the Matrix in particular, just based on like I'm I'm 25 now. Tw- 26 pretty soon so like i'm right in that age group where i'm sure i probably saw it on tv for the first time just like dropped oh, yeah. part way in and mm. kind of blew my mind a little but oh, also yeah. i'm i'm sure i saw any number of the other things like so so many things used influence from the matrix or like used it as a cultural like here's the reference we're doing for this episode of a thing like or even like uh, video games like conquer's bad fur day stuff like that there there's some sort of this is our our matrix level. This is our matrix take, just because yeah. it was such a big important thing culturally at the time. Uh, but yeah. yeah, for me, I, I think it was probably one of my earliest exposures to a lot of things. Like I nowadays, I'm I'm very into anime and stuff, and there's so much of that with the martial arts and and all the the gun food. Those sort of even aesthetic influences brought in where the matrix was one of the first more mainstream pop things to use a lot of that, a lot of that culture and aesthetic. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. I got a cough. <coughs> oh God. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, uh, I'll go next, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, 
I think my mom showed me The Matrix when I was too young. I think I was like maybe 12, maybe. Which like is okay for The Matrix, but it it, it definitely went over my head. Hmm. I just remember the cool visuals and the cool action stuff. Like I didn't get any of the other more intricate details of the of the film i was just like yeah when he like runs up the wall and he does a backflip and then and then warren's fishburn <laughs> kicks him that's that's cool as hell bro there's guns there's like, so many guns so many guns and they just Where? like go whoosh, like right past him it's so cool uh that so i, de- I yeah this was and then i watched it again when i was a bit older um and i was like oh interesting <laughs> <laughs> this is actually a this is actually a very good movie. It's a very interesting movie. Um everything's fake around me. Yeah. Uh I mean everything's cake according to Twitter. So Yeah, that is true. That's like a month old meme, everybody. <laughs> Still keep uh, finding those cakes though. They're just there. Oh, they're just everywhere. Yeah, Lying just around. Not very sanitary. No. Especially shoes. Especially in twenty twenty. <laughs> I don't want to eat floor cake. It's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I remember it blowing my mind the first two times I saw it, and um, yeah, it was. It, I mean, it's great. It's such a good movie. Like, it just, it's just one of those movies that's very good, <laughs> and there's not much else. I don't know if you could make this movie better. You know? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah. I remember what about you, the- Andrew. Yeah, the first time I saw it, my my literal 13, had to be 13 or 12-year-old brain, exploded when Trinity oh, yeah. did that first fight. Oh. And, like, what a way to kick off a movie. Oh. Yeah. And I remember being so bored for a lot of the, for a lot of it. <laughs> I just remember just being like, okay, all right, okay, all right. Huh. <sighs> I wonder what. I wonder should I watch SpongeBob after this? Um, and then a few years later, I did watch it, and it like completely changed the way I saw films and the way I looked at the world. Even, yeah, um, yeah. No, I love this movie. I think it's one of the few perfect movies. Like what you said, Sam. I don't know how you can make it better. Um, even the Matrix sequels, which are good. They they don't even they don't capture the magic of this movie. Yeah. Um, it was just something that was very special, and I wish I saw it like opening night, nineteen ninety nine. A little three year old, a little three year old Andrew <laughs> being like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> uh, yeah. So, do y'all want to hop into the cast? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, just, where do where do we wanna start? Start with um, Joey Pants. Don't you love Joey Pants? <laughs> Joe Pantel- Pantaliano. Uh, that guy plays Cypher. Mm-hmm. With the, look so the creepiest mustache facial hair combo I have ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, that, that thing on his chin is like... It's, it's not, too it's not, long. It's, it's not like a soul patch. Long. It's not a goatee. It's just like... 
a third limb of the mustache? <laughs> <laughs> the autonomy of a mustache. Oh, the yeah. third limb. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Joe, Joe Pant- Pantoliano, uh, he's great. He's very good at being uh, a piece of shit. Brings so much weaselly energy into it. Yeah. Like, oh. He, oh, Sam, you're going to have to help me out with this. Uh, who who in Game of Thrones is, uh, is, uh, <laughs> he's a weasel. He's a weasel. Like, that's oh, his uh, entire uh, character. Uh, uh, Littlefinger? Yes, Littlefinger. Thank mm. you so much. Mm-hmm. Bad Littlefinger. He does, he does look, he does look like a weasel, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, Joey. Yeah, Joey Pants is pretty good. That steak? Ooh, Lee. Joey Pants. <laughs> he, he really enjoyed that steak. He did every, really enjoy uh, that steak. Every time I, I enjoyed watching it. him enjoy it. I... <laughs> <laughs> um, who, who next, who's next on this list? Uh, um, spin off through, through him a little. Uh, he, the only other thing I can ever think of seeing him in is Memento. Is he uh, in Memento? Yeah. Which he was also oh, in shit. with... Uh, Carrie Ann Moss, I believe. Yes. Um, yes, yes, right, exactly. Right around the same time period, I think. So This guy was in an episode of Spongebob. Oh. <laughs> Just a fun <laughs> fact. What episode? <laughs> that you, you brought us uh, An episode called The Getaway slash Lost and Found in 2017. It's a new uh, one. Dang. Uh, Probably just the plot of The Matrix again, but in Spongebob. But in Spongebob? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez Louise. Uh, I know this Krabby Patty isn't real. Oh, but, but I want it. Mm, mm. Do you know how uh, horrified it would be during the middle of a Spongebob episode? If, like, a realistic him waking up, him pulling out all the plugs, and him looking around going, oh, oh they can shoot down that slippery slide. It's just Tom Kenny, just like, what's happening? Ah! <laughs> I'll show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Ooh, we we might we might have to work on this. SpongeBob, <laughs> the Matrix. SpongeBob, the Matrix. Amazing. They they keep making movies for it. I'm sure we could pitch it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Da da da. Uh, a couple of the other um, cool cool folks on the on the spaceship uh we got anthony ray parker playing dozer belinda mcclory playing switch matt doran playing mouse uh julian uh aranga playing aranga Aranga? i think maybe aranga yeah uh playing apoc and marcus chong uh playing tank uh as the other crew crew members of the nebin nebican Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah. Named after a Babylonian king, I believe. Oh, I know why that's the voice I pulled for that. With the the real facts, (laughs) yeah. I've played some Civilization. (laughs) (laughs) I've played. I'm playing Crusader Kings. I know what's up. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I think they all do a really good job. Mm -hmm. Like they all have these small little bits, and I think they do a great job. I just wanted to say that. Before we talked about, they, they build a, a good sense, like as the crew together, you you get a good idea of like that they're so used to living with each other on this ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
I will say one thing. I do love how diverse, especially for the 90s, yeah, uh, yeah. That, that group is. Um, so kudos. Kudos on that. Hell yeah. Uh, uh, cool. Uh, also, shout out Gloria Foster playing the Oracle. Oh, of course. So good. So good. So, so good. <laughs> Did she pass away and it was a different actress in the sequels? I believe uh, so. Yeah, she died in, in 2001. Um, oh, it looks like she was still... She's still credited as being the Oracle in Matrix Reloaded in 2003. I think they, so they did something in it where the Oracle... It's, I, I didn't rewatch that movie this week, but I think there's something where she gets like taken over and reincarnated or something and that's part of it like Doctor yeah, i'm not Who. sure mm-hmm. yeah yeah they might have just used like unused footage or unused audio or something to, mm-hmm. yeah to fill in her parts um but yeah she's so she's not in the second one and she's in the third one mm-hmm. right is re- is reloaded the second is the third the one? reloaded is uh, the second one And then uh, Revolutions would be third then. Yes. Then, yeah, they probably just used unused footage and voice stuff, right? I don't know. I haven't seen it. Yeah, but she's great. Uh, uh, Do you want to talk about uh, that? that (laughs) When I was watching and I was trying to remember his name and I called him Victor Hugo and I was like, nope, that's the guy who wrote (laughs) Les Mis. Two, four, six, so... Uh, Hugo Weaving. <laughs> oh, the man. Oh, the I did creepiest it. dude. I didn't get it until this time. Do they just hate boring white men? This yes. time I was watching it, I was like, hey! There is... <laughs> it, 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 I think this is going to be part of the conversation we're having towards the end of the, the, the last big topic we got. But it's like, it's not surprising that the main antagonist of this movie is a middle-aged white man in a gray suit. <laughs> uh, one of a set of three nearly identical nearly white men. identical <laughs> middle-aged white men yeah. in gray or beige suits. Enforcing the structure of the system. <laughs> yeah. It's almost, it's almost like, like the Wachowskis were dealing with some internal struggle or something. Wild. Oh, crazy. <laughs> Um, but for that bored white man, he is very good in the role. Oh, he yes. It's, so uh, Vic, uh, I almost called him Victor Hugo again. <laughs> Jesus. Does it help when we just call him Elrond? Does, can, we just, can we just do that? Uh, <laughs> can we just. He, uh, he guides others to a treasure that he cannot possess. <laughs> God, what are we doing, him? Lord of the Rings, Sam? Bro, the thing about doing Lord of the Rings is I know that you will say, let's do the full extended editions, and that means I have to watch 12 hours of movie. I mean, I he's don't... right about that, though. He's, he's just, like, <laughs> he's he's right uh, about if that's what you need to do. Ooh, oh, God, yes! Oh, that's, oh, God. We are currently uh, looking at a, at a beautiful uh, picture of the map of Middle-earth. Yeah, it's like framed and everything. It's really nice. You can stretch them out, Sam. That's fine. You can take like eight. 
Each, how about this? Once I finish the Adventure Zone, we do Lord of the Rings. That's that's fucking, that's why. Fucking deal, dude. <laughs> Easy, because I know that will take you another six months. Wait, where, where, Fishburne's time? Where, where are you at though? In in the Adventure Zone, what episode twenty? Uh, Larry Fishburne, <laughs> right? Ridiculous. Uh, yeah, Lawrence Lawrence Fishburne. We've talked about Lawrence Fishburne quite a bit because of all the John Wicks. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you guys have already touched on John Wick ones in the past. Actually, yeah, no, I feel like John I've, I've pa, pa, we did, uh, para, Parabellum. Parabellum. Yeah, we did Parabellum and in. Uh, we did Parabellum and in and I hadn't seen the other two, so we watched the other two as well, and we talked about mm. sort of all of them, mainly three, but all of them in that episode. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, Lawrence Fishburne. He's he's amazing. Like he's he's just so good. He has such a like a strength and power in this, but also like feels so like just heartwarming. Like he he wants he wants Neo to do so good. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Like, ugh. He's just like a nice dad. A nice dad who could also kick my butt. <laughs> yeah. A nice dad who also knows Kung Fu. I know Kung Fu. Yeah, he was killing it. I was, when he was fighting Neo, I was like, yes, Larry, don't cut away from his face. He's doing this. <laughs> <laughs> he said, fine, don't put that stunt double in. I'll do it myself. Stop trying to hit me and hit me. Ah, that fight is so fucking good. It's a bit ridiculous. It has no... Most of this movie, honestly, has no right to be as good as it is. But it's just good. Yeah, that's... It's just so good. That is the thing. It's just... From tip to toe. From... Yeah. All the way around. Oh, Lee, I love this movie. It's a good movie. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, Larry Fishburne, he just has such a presence... Yeah, and he is probably my favorite part of uh, Hannibal. Is he in Hannibal? I think so. Is he one of the, like, the investigators or something? It's been a long time since I've touched any Hannibal. Damn. It's really good. Yeah, he plays uh, Jack Crawford in Hannibal. Uh, and is incredible. He's so good. He's like the head of, of the... Whatever. CIA, FBI group... That that uh, the main characters all work for, uh, and he's oh baby. Mm-hmm. Fun fact: uh, the first two seasons of Hannibal are quite possibly some of the greatest seasons of television ever made, and then the third season is trash. Ooh. Uh, you hate to see it. Yeah, you do hate to see it. But those two seasons, the thing is, the end of that second season is ba- you could end it there, like it could be a series end because it was supposed to be. Um, <laughs> Uh, so, so it wraps up really nicely. Ooh. Highly recommend that show for have everybody. to get back in. Mm. So good. So creepy. So good. Remember when he was in Ant-Man and the Wasp? Hell yes, <laughs> I do. Hell yes, my guy. Mm-hmm. Lawrence Fishburne. I had, a, I had an existential crisis when I saw that on IMDb last night. <laughs> I was like, who? What? What Ant-Man and the Wasp? Not my Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. And then I was, and then the cold truth when I looked on YouTube, I was like, 
I don't remember anything. <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, uh, he was in Contagion. He killed in Contagion as well. He that was did. the last time we talked about him. Hmm. He's just great. I just love Lawrence Fishburne. Mm. I could watch him in every movie forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we want to talk about uh, my fellow alumni, Carrie Ann Moss? Ooh. Yes, Ooh. indeed. She went to she went to the Academy. I think she went to the LA campus. Ah, the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. Yes. Um, it's my roommate, uh, Lupita. She's been on the podcast. Um, yeah. She brought up a great point that Trinity, when we were children, Trinity wasn't really like huge. Like we all knew who Neo was, but Trinity. Yeah kicks a lot of butt and ooh, Trinity wee. kicks so much ass <laughs> and she's just so great what what do you guys think I love Carrie Ann Moss so so much uh, she's my favorite she's 100% my favorite part of Jessica Jones like she's just so good it, it, like when I found out she was Jerry Hogarth I was like yes this is gonna be dope as hell uh <laughs> Yeah, she's absolutely incredible. I, I I love her in everything she does. It's a bit ridiculous. Um Yeah, yeah. I just she's just amazing. Yeah, Always. she she brings it in this movie so so yeah. much. Like Yeah. From... And this was like not one of her first this was probably the thing that like really broke her into the mainstream. Like she'd been doing stuff for like ten years at that point. But nothing doesn't look like anything too huge. And then, yeah, it's it's just a million amazing things after the Matrix happens. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, she is. Yeah, incredible. The heart of this film. Yeah. Really. Mm-hmm. Michael, do you have thoughts on Carrie Ann Moss? She just she's great. <laughs> she really <laughs> she's is so good, and I, so yeah, good. I think she gets so much interaction with all the other folks in the cast, like be like be it tr- between Trinity and Neo, Trinity's relationship to Morpheus, the the history that's sort of there between her and Cipher. Like yeah, there's yeah, she's she's a real sort of touch point for everyone to to connect to the other characters that are in this story here. Yeah, ah, uh, love Carrie Ann Moss. We're gonna talk mm-hmm. about Carrie Ann Moss mm-hmm. all day. Uh, but we got the internet's favorite son. You're breathtaking. <laughs> uh, Keanu motherfucking Reeves. Woo. The boy. Michael, you, you, how about you start uh, us off? How, how do you feel about Keanu? Oh, gotta, gotta love the good old homegrown Canada boy. Is he Canadian? Yeah, 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 I believe. <laughs> or at least he was, like, raised in Toronto, I believe. Ooh, I don't uh, know if he was born there. He was born in Lebanon. Oh, dang. Uh, his parents are from Hawaii. And... Lebanon and Hawaii. Yeah, that, yeah they moved, they, they mainly grew up in Toronto, him and his, mm-hmm. him and his siblings. Those are provinces in Canada, right? Lebanon and and Hawaii. 
Thanks, Who can Michael. really say at this point? I, Canada's so big, you know, it's just... Yeah, we're, just <laughs> we're taking over the world over here. Michael, I would say that joke, and Sam would have just stayed silent. Thank you for that, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It, um, it tickled me. I, I was there for it. <laughs> no, Keanu, he's, he's so good, and uh, he... This was so much the the movie that made Keanu Keanu. It's a bit wild. Before this, he was Ted or Bill. Or or Bill. I'm not sure. Um, (laughs) Yeah, this movie kind of recontextualized what Keanu Reeves was in cinema. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There is no John Wick without Neo. It's true. Uh, sorry, Michael, I, I didn't let you finish. I just, that was oh, very, no, I, very rude of me. <laughs> and I apologize. No, I, I, I don't know that I had many more things to say there. I just, yeah, like touching off of like going from Bill and Ted being the the bigger thing for him before this, I think he, he came into the, the project of, of the Matrix movies with a lot of enthusiasm and that, that energy really helped him succeed in, in what he was able to bring to Neo. Yeah. And just like, I was, one thing I had, I don't remember where I read this, but apparently in working on a lot of the martial arts and stuff for this film, uh, I, I forget who was handling most of their, their fight choreography and stuff, but they worked on different strengths for each of the actors. And apparently the, the thing he had set forth for Keanu was uh, his diligence, just how, how committed he was to the process of learning everything and taking up as much information as he could for this part and that's I think I think I think that shines through for him. One hundred percent. Yeah, he. Yeah, this. I mean, like I, I talked to my mom about the Matrix a few times over the years uh, because of Keanu Reeves. Because like when she was like before the Matrix, like yeah, Keanu was goofy stoner guy. He was in Speed, like you know, like but no one really. It was hard to take him seriously. Um. But then, yeah, 1999 hits, The Matrix comes out, and everyone's like, oh, this is what Keanu's really good at, and that's what he should do forever, is this, because he's so good at it, it's insane. Uh, and then he did, and he st- is still doing it, and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It is crazy that this movie's 20 years old, and yet, Keanu Reeves is still doing it. He's still killing it. Yeah, he, John, Wick, John Wick 4, Matrix 4, here we, here we go, baby. Mm. Um, now, do you guys know who the Wachowskis originally wanted to play Neo? Oh, I feel I like I knew not. this at some point in, in my brain, and it's gone now. It was Will Smith. Ooh. Oh. Okay. It was going to be Will Smith as Neo and Val Kilmer as Morpheus. That's a That's very different wanted. movie. Oh. That's a very different movie. I don't know if I like that. Here's the thing. It would have just been different. It would have been... Because I feel like the Wachowskis knew what they were doing and they knew what they wanted. You can tell that yeah. from this. So I feel like it would have been good. But Big Willie style? Would it have been... Well, what, where was Matrix? he in 99? Where was what was, what was what was Will Smith coming off of then? 
He turned it, was it down. Exclusively Fresh Prince? No. <laughs> oh, actually, I just looked up when he turned it down. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. He turned it down to do Wild Wild West. Wiggity wig, wah, 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 wiggity 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 wig. Oh, yes, Jim West. Oh, boy. Okay. Wouldn't that just haunt you as an actor? I could have been Neo. I could have been Neo. Oh. Oh. And oh, what would the Matrix credit rap have been? <laughs> <laughs> instead, instead of going out on Rage Against, you just get... Oh. My name is Neo, and I'm here to say... <laughs> I am the one in a major way. <laughs> Oh, what that a, was funny. what a what a world! <laughs> what in. a world we could have lived in. Um, so many, so many things. Let's before we're, it, we're hold good. on. Is that the is that also the world where Edgar Wright got to finish Ant Man? Yes, it is. Ah, Ooh. dang. Ah, dang. And and, uh, and who was it? Toast. Tom Hooper was going to make uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh yeah. Yeah, so strange worlds. That is just, no, no, Andrew. We would have gotten the Sasha Bear Cohen. Uh, yeah, was Tom Hooper supposed to direct that? It was Tom Hooper. David Fincher oh. was a producer. I knew David Fincher was producer. I didn't think Tom mm. Hooper was going to direct it. Maybe I'm not as excited. Maybe I'm not as sad about that movie anymore. Now Red, that I know that. How? Because again, we grew up knowing the Matrix from our DNA. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy to think that red pilling is now a vernacular for the right wing in America. Yeah. And when I watched it this time, that was the lens I tried to watch it in. Okay. And I don't get it. I really don't. And I was hoping, would you guys, do you guys get it? How uh, American Republican could see themselves as Neo. I mean, I think a lot of American culture for a long time has been all about like individualism. Um, about like, I have to take care of me and I'm special and I can do, I can be the president and all that sort of stuff. Like, um, and, and so I think through that, like that's, that's why, those sorts of people can see themselves as the chosen one, as the one person who can, who can find out the truth and, and do something about it. You know, mm-hmm. um, like I joked about this before the podcast, but like the QAnon culture, all that stuff is essentially there is one guy who can fix everything and we're just waiting for it. And he's giving us all these hints and all this bullshit. And it's mm-hmm. and it's absolutely insane. It doesn't make any sense. Like, but that sort of like, oh, if it, you know, I I learned this one thing, and it means that I can learn the truth about everything. Is, uh, I mean, like, yeah, that 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 feels from an outside perspective very much what a lot of American culture has has been for mm-hmm. a long time. Um. 
I, I really, I highly recommend, uh, there's like an hour long documentary on YouTube um, called uh, Finding a Flat Earth uh, from a, a channel called uh, Foldable Ideas. Uh, it's this guy out of Calgary, actually, uh, who did this like one hour documentary about uh, like con- like this conspiracy of flat earth and sort of what that means for a lot of culture stuff and, and sort of how that's affecting the world at this time. It's so it's one of it's quite possibly one of my favorite like short films <laughs> just ever made. It's incredible. Like everyone should watch it. It's really, really good. Hmm. But it talks about like QAnon stuff. Just sort of why I know what I that's why I feel confident about the things that I just said. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Michael? Do you have, do you have, yeah, Michael. Um, I actually I, I hadn't uh, before you had mentioned it, I hadn't come across like hearing of red pilling as a term coming up before. So that's mm. kind of interesting to me to, to like I it's not something I would have expected to hear as a thing. So you kinda, no, right? Like it doesn't kinda, really make any sense, but I guess like in the basest, like very surface level terms, it's like that's that's the option where you wake up from the constructed reality and mm. you, you see you see what it, the truth is. But I I think if you're taking just that concept from the source material of this movie without analyzing a lot of the other struggle and plight and and everything that is baked into the dna of it 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 really it it, it feels like a a short-sighted usage of the term almost it's almost like it's almost like those people Mm -hmm. are really bad at interpreting texts and and meaning uh from the media and Mm -hmm. and this one very important book that they all claim that they love a whole lot oh sam you you set me up just so i can hit it because I'm Hell like, because yeah. the Christian metaphor is so clear, is yeah. is is like as clear as the sky is blue. Yeah, um, and also with the that that mindset, Neo is literally nothing without his black mentor and his very strong gal pal. Um, <laughs> that was the worst way to end that sentence. But, but we'll, I was thinking. We'll I was. On. I was trying to think. You heard the pause. I um, did hear it. <laughs> um. So yeah, I just it boggles my head, especially with this movie. Um. Yeah. Just a lot of people in that right, Michael. If you didn't know this about me, I'm a masochist. I just sometimes I just have to go head first into just the most ridiculous. <laughs> conspiracy theories and and just nonsense just to know what people are thinking Mm. um (laughs) this is this is why andrew likes cats oh no cats that's a sad don't even don't you dare don't you dare no one please please don't ruin this movie um it's funny did you do you guys know who the boogaloo boys are this is something also i've they're they're a new group of people trying to incite the next civil war here in the uh, USA. Oh! The, the Boogaloo Boys! <laughs> you know why they're called Boogaloo Boys. <laughs> I don't want to know. There's, because there's no way I could ever guess what the reason for no this way. is. <laughs> because 
Back in the late 80s, early 90s, there was a breakdancing movie called Break It, and it was a huge success. Uh-huh. And they called the sequel Breakin' 2, Electric Boogaloo, which uh-huh. we've all heard, right? That's I make the, that joke uh-huh. constantly. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So they call themselves the Boogaloo Boys because it's Civil War II, Electric Boogaloo, because we can't even do war without irony. <laughs> that was my political rant for the day. I'm sorry. Andrew, do you, <laughs> Andrew, do you need a, a safe haven away from this country? We can get you out of there. We can figure it out. <laughs> um, my God. Civil War II electric boogaloo. I hate ah! it. I hate it so much. What uh, a God. So what? yeah. Um let's talk about the real stars, the true stars, and I've never met it more in my life than with this movie. Uh, I feel like you said that with the Irishman. Yes, and I stand by it. Alright. Right. <laughs> Lena You heard I it believe? here first. The Wachowski's more important than Martin Scorsese. As important. Uh, I mean, well, when you think about their their history and film and their legacy, what they're going to leave behind, it is true. Uh, <laughs> Lena and Lily Wachowski. Oh, uh, Lana. So close. Lana, yes. Lana and Lily Wachowski. The mm. artists formerly known as the Wachowski brothers. Um, they made this film. What did you guys think of the direction? Uh, and the and the writing, they also wrote it. Mm. Uh, it's uh, I would describe it as slaptastic. Uh, it's <laughs> that's the medical term. Good. Yeah, that's the official medical term. Michael can vouch because he's a nurse. <laughs> can confirm. Yep. Uh, slaptastic all all the way around. Uh, truly, like it's it's kind of inspired. Like it's it's taking so many different genres of film and just being like what if it was one it was one movie and andrew's left and i don't know why just just getting the lights you know just getting the lights apparently it's a different time frame yeah gotta gotta get it all bright in that room um (laughs) yeah what if what if they were all one in one movie uh and and the, and it's amazing. It shouldn't work. All of these things smashed together should not work. And yet, it's so dang good. It's ridiculous. Michael, what? Yeah. It it really just, like I think I think with the Matrix, this was the biggest show for them of like right from the start getting a having a vision and knowing what you needed to put out onto the film just like from script to storyboarding like they knew they knew their influences they knew what they were pulling from yeah and and they just had this this synthesis of this is the thing we want to do and and they made it happen yeah no it's it's quite Andrew, what, you, what you got it's insane right this is their second movie they made a small movie with Joey Pants, uh, mm. and it's about two lesbians uh, doing a heist. Uh, it's called Bound. I highly recommend it. Mm. And then they do this movie. And 
good on Warner Brothers entrusting them. Um, and also, I mean, they probably thought it was going to be nothing, right? Like, they were like, yeah, we'll just make this movie, whatever, who cares? Yeah. I think it was even built into the same deal for them to get to do Bound. It was like a, a set of things that they all got signed off at the same time. So. Oh, yeah, I guess if you, if you read the Matrix scripts, it would be like discovering the Bible. Um, <laughs> what the? <laughs> Give me their agent. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, the direction is so close to flawless as you can get. It is so tight. It's tight. tight. Everything matters. Every moment builds to another moment. Everything is important for a character. And yeah, it's storytelling tell- at its best. Put that on True, the yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> uh, it's insane how good how good they are at this ding-dang flick. And recently, within the past 10 years, they both transitioned to uh, women. And... Now watching it, do you think they knew making it? Or do you think they had a feeling inside that they couldn't talk about? That they didn't know how to even put words to? And they made this movie. Yeah, uh, I think it was Lily did an interview last month, uh, right before The Matrix dropped on Netflix, Mm. um, Mm. where she was talking about how like looking back, it was both of them dealing with this thing that they couldn't really express and they couldn't really talk about. But like looking back, it like this was the first time I watched it since they uh, transitioned and seeing this movie and being like, oh, this is so there is so much like trans storytelling and, and stuff going on in this thing like there's a genderqueer character who's just sort of there and no Mm. one really mentions it but it's Mm. like cool okay cool switch you can just do your thing Mm. have fun uh i think even with uh, so just bringing up switch i think originally one of their pitches was that they would have uh uh switch would present more female in the matrix and then on the nebuchadnezzar present more uh yeah. male as well. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. To an even further degree, that was something that was yeah. an idea that was on board originally. Yeah, and and even just like the the what what we were mentioning earlier, like uh, the main antagonist being middle aged white men in suits, uh, sort of b- bearing down on this like subculture that you see because they're all wearing like you know like this industrial goth sort of thing and. They're sort of they're like they're constantly dead naming Neo. Like they const mm. like the, the agents always call Neo Mr. Anderson. And then it's kind of a big deal at the end when he says, My name is Neo. Mm-hmm. Like that's just that is a tr- like a trans thing. Yes. That that they at the in nineteen ninety nine there was no way you could make a bombastic action gun fu sci-fi movie with an insanely diverse cast that's also about gender politics. Like, 
it's kind of crazy that this that it exists, but it's astounding. And it was so mm. lovely to watch yesterday. Like I was just sitting here, just being like, "Oh man, they this is really cool. This is really interesting." Like to mm. to come back to it after you know learning about modern gender politics and and learning about Lily and Lana and all that sort of stuff. Like it, it really affected me in a very different way uh, when I was watching it yesterday. Mm. Uh, how how are you? How are you feeling about it, Michael? I think you. I think you've put it very well. I. Yeah, I, I'm astounded. I the mentioning the name thing. I hadn't. I hadn't even considered it like that before. That's a interesting point. Um, <laughs> sorry, I feel like these are things I should have thought more about while I was watching it. But I was just so caught up in the movie. That's okay. Happens that happens to you. That happens uh, to us. Almost every week. <laughs> Do you know how many times I've watched a movie and I'm like, what are we going to talk about? <laughs> yeah. I just felt this movie, man. Um, yeah. It makes me almost because like with project of stuff like uh, Matrix 4 coming out. Yeah. I'm wondering how like them revisiting this property having gone on so much of their own journey in yeah. transitioning. Will more of that stuff be be interpreted will that be brought in like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure like all those influences were there at the time but how m- much more prevalent or, or brought forward will they be in in the day and age that we're in like 2020 i, I don't know when that movie's set to come out but 2022 i think yeah so it was supposed to come out 2021 but you know yeah yeah it got put on hold hmm. uh, um, yeah I, i'm also so excited to see what what stuff they bring into it for for matrix four matrix four is my like most anticipated movie maybe of my life because yeah. of just with what you guys said with their own <clears throat> excuse me with their own story you know turning out the way it did and them celebrating themselves them truly going into you know this next chapter and I think that influencing the movie. Also, what happens when people realize they're in the Matrix and they just don't care? They're yeah. just like, eh, whatever. I think there's so much potential. Um, I believe only one of them, I believe Lily, is only directing Matrix Matrix 4, but they both wrote it. Uh, oh, okay. I, mean, I can double check for you. One sec. And I'm glad you mentioned that interview, Sam. I, I wasn't sure. For uh, when I was watching it, uh, I was like, uh, "Yeah, it's it's just Lana is is directing." Ah, yes. Yeah. Um, when I was watching the movie, I was like, "Maybe they did know. Maybe they just didn't have the vocabulary to say it." But maybe they did know. But also, J.K. Rowling wrote a beautiful medical for for having AIDS, AIDS with Lupin and him turning into a werewolf, and she definitely didn't get it. So yeah. Who knows now? Yeah, um, she's also just such a piece of garbage. It's, it's yeah. yeah. Fuck, fuck J.K. Rowling. All the homies hate J.K. Rowling. <laughs> piece of garbage. All the homies hate J.K. Rowling. Um, <laughs> if you don't hate J.K. Rowling, guess what? We're not fucking homies. That's how it goes. Oh, shit. Um, but isn't it why I just, especially now with everything that's came out with her, um. Hmm. I just watch movies and read books and just go like, do artists understand what they're saying or do they just 
luck into it. I mean, that's something that that I remember me and you, Andrew, talking about um, with like visual art. Like you, your favorite artist is uh, Pollock, right? Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, because you uh, you might be able to put it better. Um, but you're talking about how like yeah, he's just sort of splattering paint on, on a canvas, but then at the end, he knows what it's about. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's sort of sort of the the do you think that that's more prevalent in, in, in artists than, than they realize or uh, what, what's, what's your thinking on, on that? I know it's a big one. No, it is a big one, but I love the question. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, maybe, I mean, to get Frank, I feel like uh, we're talking about with JK Rowling. I feel like there's some skeletons in her closet that she needs to deal with. Oh, 100%. Uh, you know, exactly. When you point when you point at the world, there's Ted back, pointing right back at you. Um, but with artists, yeah, I feel like there is something that every person, not even artists, have, and they know what it is. They can't say it because, you know, language is just a construct. They don't know what's feel, what it feels like because we all don't say everything that we feel all the time, so they're afraid to say it, and they have this feeling that some people are fortunate enough to express it um, through art. And maybe, again, I think this movie is a very good uh, example of that with Jackson Pollock of even just saying, like, imagine the Wachowskis writing this. They're like, yeah, the Matrix, there are big robots flying around because humans made them. And we don't know that we're in probes, but even though, all right, who cares? We're in probes and we can learn Kung Fu Fu by just plugging something into our head. Half this stuff doesn't even make sense, but yet they yeah. know. they It's a laser focus because sometimes you just feel it. And I feel like, I hope, maybe that's too artsy-fartsy. I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but yeah, I feel like hopefully artists do just feel it. I hope more artists just feel that just something feels right. Just that's why we should do it. Sure. It doesn't make sense. Hopefully the audience will get it, but it feels right to me. It feels right to you. Let's just do it. Uh, Michael, what do you feel on, on Sam's Sam's comments? Just in terms of artists and, and understanding their act of creation. Yeah. Uh, under, uh, understanding yeah. sort of like, it's a very good question, but it's very you know, big. <laughs> it's very big. But like, okay, like for uh, a more personal example that might help, uh, mm-hmm. I wrote a short film uh, called Fleeting that I, it, it, the the core concept was like this, this small thing. But then after I finished writing it, I realized that it was actually about me uh, thinking about my future and like what sort of life do I want to have? It wasn't just this concept that I came up with of like, oh yeah, uh, I think I've talked about it on the podcast before, but I don't know if I've talked to you about it, Michael. Um, mm. But it was uh, like if you're on like public transit or something and you see someone and you kind of fall in love with them while you're on the train and then they leave mm. and you never see them again. Mm-hmm. That was sort of the concept of like these two people who kept seeing each other and imagining lives that they had together that were perfect but wildly different. Um, which we, when I finished writing it and like sitting with it for a couple months, I sort of was like, oh, these are the two lives that I'm confused about having. 
I don't know which one I'm going to go down. And I still don't, but like, I didn't know that when I was writing it, I just sort of mm-hmm. wrote it. And that as was Andrew was feeling, then. I just sort of felt it. Um, so I don't know if, do you feel that when you're like doing improv, doing sketch stuff? Uh, do you feel that just in your life or, or with other pieces of art that, that you're big fans of or anything like I that? I feel like there's an, an element of that in, like in any sort of act of creation, like so much of like everything going on in life or everything you've experienced thus far is, is bound to come through in some manner Yeah, w- with, without the intention of it. Like just the, the things that, that run in the back of the mind when you're not even like, you're not consciously thinking about it. Those are always going to be influences. They they'll, they'll find their way in when they need to. Yeah, I feel. that's that's a good way to put it. And yeah, I guess time back around to the Matrix in particular, like in, in terms of mentioning, especially like 1999, how long ago it was, I feel like the world, pe- people people lived in a different way almost. Like, I, yeah, I feel like certain things were still a lot more closed off and like thoughts that people have are will find the ways of expressing them oftentimes through work that is created or 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 art in that way yeah yeah i hope that's somewhat addresses the the big questions no it definitely does we're just all sitting sitting in this nice moment of like a good conversation about art exactly look at that you look up and you think it's 30 minutes, but it's been an hour. It's been an oh, hour. Oh, jeez. We are <laughs> yeah. at the end of the podcast. I was, I was over here freaking out like, oh, no, I didn't take enough notes. What else are we going to talk about? Oh, it's been an hour. Huh. How, how about that? How about that? Uh, does anyone anyone have any final questions, any final thoughts mm, about The Matrix yes, or anything else that we've sort of talked about uh, before we, we do our final wrap-up here? Uh, I don't know if this will be included in the wrap-up, but are, are there just like are there favorite moments that either of you have from, from this movie? Oh, Ooh. Is, that, is that something to say for wrap up portions or no, is this is, like, this is the time. This, this is, is this wrap is... up is like the social medias and the, and the, all that gotcha. sort of stuff. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, Ooh, favorite moments. Um, I, I, I think one of my favorite scenes is, is the scene with the Oracle. Hmm. It's just like sweet and just good. And just like, ah, oh, yeah, maybe, maybe this is just what I need to hear, you know, like, it's just nice. But also like when, when the helicopter like crashes into that building and it goes like, boy, 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 boy. that's pretty, that's pretty sick though. <laughs> yeah. There are a few moments in this movie where you're like, ah, yes, uh, early 2000 CGI, but that one, the helicopter is still so good. So good. <sighs> Some, I love cats. I love cats with all my heart. Don't I, I? I truly do. But yeah, some things just don't have an excuse. <laughs> some things True. you just look at, you're like, "Come on, bro! They brought back yeah. the dinosaurs in '93. Come on, yeah. come on, dude! Get get it together, Tommy Hoops." Uh, yeah, no, I hate to be that guy, but yeah, when the helicopter hits, it's pretty slaptastic, it's right? Pretty, it's pretty good. <laughs> And the uh, shot of like the glass like breaking like behind Trinity, oh, it's so good. 
I think like in terms of effects, they had to like there was CG stuff. There was a scaled model of the building so they could actually set off charges for the glass. Yeah. There was like so much stuff. Even just I we didn't even mention like bullet time as a thing with this. Yeah, movie my god, just the big That's... ring of cameras. It's crazy. Um, it was Justin said last night, another roommate who's been on the podcast. Um, <laughs> friend, friend of the show, Justin. <laughs> friend of the show. Uh, he he said something. He was like, imagine, this is 1999. They're not influenced by video games. It's They are just thinking of this. Yeah. <laughs> and just saying, this hey, here you go. Influenced video games. Yeah. Dang, yeah. Uh, when did the first Max Payne come out? Hold on. Max Payne. Because Max Payne. Uh, uh, July two thousand and one. Ooh, yeah. So definitely influenced by the Matrix. <laughs> and what wasn't around that time? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It it changed. It changed how movies worked. Like it was just like, oh, everyone wants to see dark, gr- gritty costumes we're gonna put the x-men in in leather uh, outfits okay yes this is the look now this is the feel this is this is the way Uh, oh what a good for if i can drop drop one of my favorite bits in yes of course Um, course. i love it's there's the whole sequence of agent smith sort of like interrogating morpheus for the zion codes yeah Mm -hmm. but then the moment where he takes off the sunglasses and removes the earpiece. Oh, it's just like <laughs> the idea of like an AI <laughs> needing like, Oh, just being so mad about where it's at. Yeah. This computer program hates it. <laughs> it hates <laughs> being so the program much. that it is. It hates being in a computer so much. <laughs> that it's going to take off these shades and pop a thing out of its ear and just, Sniff Morpheus. And just, just gonna sniff that fishburn sweat. Sniff it. Smell <laughs> it. I'm gonna wipe it off your bald head and stick it up your nose. The stink of it. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, what a what a film. What what a, what, what a dang movie. <laughs> uh uh my name is Sam Bannigan. My name is Andrew Thomas. Uh, my name is Michael Vetch. Hey-o. Uh you can find the podcast all over the place at Welcome Back Pod on all the different social medias. Uh you can Oh Michael, do you want to shout out like your uh your sketch sketch group or any yeah. other stuff you're doing? I'm just what, trying to figure out what our uh what our uh, Instagram I'll give you is. I'll give Take you a your bit. time. We'll 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 do our thing and then we'll get back to you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can, so you can find the podcast all over the place. Uh, you can join Lennox Studios uh, in producing the show over on patreon.com slash welcomebackpod. For as little as $5 a month, uh, you get a bonus episode, uh, which, Andrew, we actually have to record fairly soon. Oh, yeah. Uh, the end the next of the week month. or so. Ooh, yeah, wee. we're nearing it. Um, yeah, you get a bonus episode every month for as little as five bucks a month, uh, and you get to support your boys uh, financially. Um, but we understand the world is a messy place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Not the to world the world being a messy, a messy place. place. No, that was a bit that we should have done ten <laughs> seconds earlier. Um, so we get it. If you can't, you can't support with uh, money, 
That's totally fine. Uh, it would be great if you could follow us on the social medias. If you could subscribe to the podcast uh, on all the different things, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, all that stuff. Uh, you can also like like tracks and, and review the tracks and or review the podcast. All that sort of stuff is available on all those different uh, platforms. That would be really, really wonderful. Uh, and it helps out the show a whole lot. Uh, Andrew? One last thing you get to do. Tell your friends. Tell all your friends. Send your friends a digital mail. Send it to them. Just like the Matrix. <laughs> a and digital mail. A like digital that digital mail. stamp. Co- commonly commonly referred to as a D-mail. As <laughs> a D-mail. Yeah. You know. You're getting it, Sam. Yeah, Just I got you. <laughs> it's 1999. I understand. Just tell all... Hey, Michael... You're you're my new friend now. <laughs> have you heard of Welcome Back podcast? Have 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 I heard of it? I'm hearing it right now. <laughs> it's just as easy as that, folks. <laughs> <laughs> was it, was that me getting a email? Was that what that? Yeah, is? I no, think yeah, that was, that was the email. D- yeah, see now you're getting it too, Michael. I I can't say I didn't like it. I, I'm down. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's all. That's all our, our stuff. What about you? Michael? You got you do many things. You talented, you talented, talented boy. Oh well, well, well. Gosh, thanks. Um, <laughs> I guess uh, if, if I'm if I'm doing a little plug on a thing, uh, one of the many things I do outside of nursing education, uh, I'm I'm part of a sketch group called the Debutantes. Uh, you can find uh, our, our stuff on Instagram at uh, debutantes underscore comedy or uh, check out our mm. website, thedebutantes.ca. Ooh, Canada. Ooh, Ooh Canada. See, uh, sketch comedy videos. We, we've been <laughs> considering uh, social distancing and everything. We've been working on a lot more video content. So cool. you can find that through our website or uh, by looking up debutantes sketch on YouTube. If you've enjoyed hearing my surprisingly high voice, you can hear it (laughs) in other places on such comedy videos. Hell yeah. Uh, Yeah, they're very funny. There's a funny, funny group of folks. Um, uh, They're they're based here in Edmonton, Alberta. Uh, So if you're in the area and and maybe when live shows are happening again, come come check out Michael. Do a do a do a funny show. Yeah, and uh, yeah, thank you, thank you, too, so much for having me on today. Of course, of course, I'm so glad so, you so much fun. There will be an invitation for you whenever you'd like, whenever you want. Uh, yeah, it's just been me and Andrew these past like six months, uh, pretty much. <laughs> we did one episode with Justin, that was fun. You did one with Justin yeah. and Lupita, I think. We, you did a couple. I last year I had a few few sick days. Uh, yeah, I'm just talking about since the quarantine. Oh, since our since our life's <laughs> changed completely yeah. and utterly? Since the world has changed um, to complete hell? Yeah, only only Justin Lupita. Yeah. Maybe I mean, that's it, fair. If you guys ever want me back on, just, just shoot, shoot me a quick D-mail and I'll be there. Of course. <laughs> Man, I can't wait to give everyone my D-mail. Whoa, saucy. Saucy. You saucy little minx. Saucy Sam Banigan. 